Welcome to the Randy Report, and welcome to 2018. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, the U.S. Winter Olympic team has its first openly gay athlete. Illinois' ban on the so-called gay panic defense has gone into effect. Newly elected Alabama Senator Doug Jones's hottie gay son served up some serious side-eye at his swearing-in, and the internet loved it. And Alan Cumming will make history starring in a new CBS drama. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. Let's start the new year out right and start with some good news. After missing out on the 2010 and 2014 Olympic teams, 28-year-old Adam Rippon made history today as he became the first openly gay U.S. athlete to qualify for the Winter Olympics. But the achievement didn't come without some controversy. After an exceptional short program Thursday night at the U.S. Nationals, Rippon fell on his opening quad jump in the long program Saturday and missed two critical triple jumps. Those mistakes landed him in fourth place. But the U.S. Nationals, while important, don't necessarily dictate the Olympic team. Due to his strong international resume, which includes being the 2016 U.S. champion and a two-time junior world champion, Rippon was chosen for the team instead of U.S. Nationals second-place finisher Ross Minor, who clearly had the long skate of his career on Saturday night. Rippon joins 2018 national champion Nathan Chen, who won with a huge 40-point lead over his competitors. And the third member of the men's U.S. team will be 17-year-old Vincent Joe, who claimed the bronze medal and many believe to be the future of American men's figure skating. Rippon, who came out in 2015, spoke to reporters this week about how much the moment means to him and the LGBTQ community. He said... I think in this day and age, it's so important for you to be proud of who you are. I can't believe I am where I am today. I was just a little gay kid in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Growing up, I didn't have a lot of role models. I said if I was ever given a platform and had a chance to share my story, I would. Recently, he was asked in an interview what it's like to be a gay athlete in sports. And he said, it's exactly like being a straight athlete. Lots of hard work, but usually done with better eyebrows. Great sense of humor, great skating. We're all looking forward to seeing Adam Rippon at the Winter Olympics. Congratulations, Adam. I know this won't come as a shock to most, but another of Donald Trump's judicial nominees is severely homophobic. I know. Gasp. What a shock. Howard C. Nielsen Jr., Trump's nominee for the U.S. District Court in Utah, doesn't think that LGBTQ judges should hear cases involving LGBTQ issues. Now, I'm not sure if he applies that logic to himself, because if so, that would mean he would have to start recusing himself from cases involving straight people, or white people, or assholes. 
Sad to say, Nielsen is just the latest in a long line of extreme and unqualified anti-LGBTQ officials that Donald Trump and Mike Pence have appointed and nominated to crucial agencies and court benches, some of whom will serve lifetime appointments. Speaking of Mike Pence, LGBTQ bloggers squealed this week when a photo of newly elected Alabama Senator Doug Jones showed his openly gay son Carson Jones at his dad's U.S. Senate swearing-in, serving up some epic side-eye to the notoriously anti-gay Pence, as Vice President Pence swore Doug Jones in. As I'm sure you know, after a hard-fought special election, Jones is the first Democratic senator elected in Alabama in 25 years, and he took his seat in Congress this week. Carson stood beside his father as he placed his hand on the Bible and vowed to uphold his office in the U.S. Senate. During the ceremony, Carson appeared to be giving Pence a look. Carson posted the pic on his Instagram with the hashtag, no caption needed. But the angst on Pence's face is apparent as Doug Jones smiles from ear to ear awaiting his new position, proudly standing next to his haughty gay son. As we all know, Pence has a long history of promoting anti-LGBTQ legislation. As governor of Indiana, he attempted to block same-sex marriage from becoming legal. He signed a controversial religious freedom law that opponents believe legalized discrimination. And he opposed the repeal of the military's don't ask, don't tell rule regarding LGBTQ service members. I'm sure Carson was thrilled to send his own message to Vice President Pence. You can follow Carson on Instagram at the Dapper Zookeeper. The New York City Council has elected its first openly gay and HIV positive speaker of the legislative body. Corey Johnson, a Democrat, is the first person with HIV elected to the post, which makes him the second most powerful elected official in New York City government after the mayor. Johnson first rose to prominence in 2000 when the New York Times published a story about him playing on his high school's football team. Johnson also worked as former New York City public advocate Mark Green's political director during his unsuccessful 2006 state attorney general campaign. Congratulations to Corey Johnson. The state of Illinois' ban on the use of the so-called gay panic defense has gone into effect. The law prevents criminal defense attorneys from using the victim's sexual orientation as justification for a crime against an LGBTQ person. LGBTQ advocates in other states hope to replicate the law. There are variations, but generally the defense goes something like this. A person claims they didn't realize someone is gay or transgender and engages in a flirtation. They then discover that person's sexual orientation and that discovery triggers a passionate involuntary response such as murder. Legal experts say defendants have often received lenient sentences after claiming gay panic or trans panic. Supporters in Washington and New Jersey are already planning to revive legislative attempts to ban what's also known as the trans panic defense. The American Bar Association called for a prohibition of gay panic back in 2013. In Texas, 21-year-old Nigel Garrett is one of the four men who targeted gay men through the gay dating app Grindr early last year. Garrett would connect with gay men on the app and arrange to meet at their homes. He and his accomplices, Chancellor Ensalad, Cameron Adjua, and Anthony Shelton, would arrive, tie up the victims, 
beat them, shout hateful language as they rob them at gunpoint. The home invasions occurred over a three-week period in Frisco, Plano, and Aubrey, Texas. Garrett has been sentenced to 15 years in prison while his buddies are still awaiting sentences. Acting Assistant Attorney General of the Civil Rights Division, John Gore, issued a statement about the crime saying, Hate crimes are an attack on a fundamental principle of the United States to be free from fear of violence because of your sexual orientation, gender identity, race, color, religion, or national origin. The Department of Justice is committed to using every tool at its disposal to combat this type of violence. That's good to hear. I don't know how much of that we'll be seeing from Jeff Sessions' Department of Justice, but it is a good message to put out there. Time will tell. In entertainment news, out actor Alan Cumming is returning to television this season in Instinct, a new police procedural with a groundbreaking twist. The CBS drama stars coming as Dr. Dylan Reinhardt, a former CIA operative lured back into law enforcement after becoming a professor and authoring a best-selling book on abnormal behavior. But Dr. Reinhardt is also gay and married, which makes Instinct the first hour-long broadcast series in the United States with a gay leading character. TV audiences already know coming for his Emmy-nominated role on CBS's The Good Wife. Chatting on his new character's sexuality this weekend at the Television Critics Association press tour, Cumming told reporters, It's one of the reasons I wanted to do the show, to be the first ever network drama with a gay lead on U.S. television. It's an incredible thing and a terrible thing at the same time. I understand what he means. Cumming will also serve as an executive producer on the series. CBS has received a fair amount of criticism in the past for its lack of diversity, but the network's entertainment chief, Glenn Geller, came out publicly as gay last year, which probably had something to do with his public commitment to making CBS programming more inclusive. And as one gay-inclusive TV series begins, sadly, another one ends. For five seasons, The Fosters, on the Freeform Network, formerly known as ABC Family, has presented one of the most diverse families on television. But this week we got word that the show about a lesbian couple raising their adopted and biological children will sadly come to a close at the end of this season, which premieres January 9th. In addition to presenting a rare depiction of a same-sex family as the heart of a weekly drama, the Fosters gave us TV's youngest gay male couple. In 2015, 13-year-old Jude Foster played by Hayden Byerly, and his classmate Connor, played by Gavin McIntosh, began dating. It was a truly sweet and absolutely authentic view of young teenagers coming to realize who they are. A year later, transgender actor Elliot Fletcher was cast in the show for a multiple-episode story arc. In 2014, The Fosters deservedly received the Glad Media Award for Outstanding Drama Series. We will miss you, the Fosters. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button on my page on iTunes, and then every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent straight to you automatically. Also, I constantly see folks asking on social media for podcast recommendations. 
And I love it when folks spread the word about this here news magazine podcast. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.